Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. I want to ask you a very important question, a question that is troubling most of my clients. Are you tired of chasing success and feeling exhausted and disappointed? If you are, I am here for you. I just created the Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle Executive Coaching Program just for you. And here is how it is different from my other work. This is an executive group coaching program. You don't have to qualify what type of executive you are. If you are in a leadership role, this is for you. It is for you if you feel disrespected, ineffective, and frustrated about not being recognized for your value. Are you in a new role or reaching for something big and notice unresolved issues are in the way? You can't stop thinking, saying, or doing something that doesn't serve you? Let me tell you what is part of this program. You get six-month access to weekly small group coaching sessions. And this is for individual attention for me. I'm a 19-year CEO. I'm an executive coach certified by the International Coach Federation, the highest recognition you can have internationally. And the sweet spot is you get to see other leaders being coached. You may not even want to be coached that week. But that's okay, because I'm going to record the calls if you can't make them, and you can watch them. If you are coached on the call, you'll enjoy watching yourself be coached on the call. You'll have instant access to my six months of five-star leader training. And this goes through all of the tenets of executive presence and emotional intelligence, not things that you can get in business school or in books. This is personalized to you. There are workbooks in there that make this in tune to you personally. And at the end of it, you have a leadership impact plan that you'll have for life. You have instant access to my quick tip video library. These are two to three minute videos that I have recorded in beautiful locations wherever I've been speaking across the world. And a full section in these modules on those who want to change their career, their job, their title, if they're looking for a new industry, all put together in one place. You have a private community in this group where you can post questions, post highs, post lows, ask for advice, and we all weigh in together. I will weigh in on every single post that is there. 
And the special bonus is that you get my hard copy of the Flow on the Go Weekly Planner. This is a well-being planner. You already have a calendar. You don't need a calendar, but part of a mindful and satisfied life are mindful daily practices, and this is going to help keep you grounded. Now, this is not for you if you already have everything figured out, if you have too much doubt in the way, if you're not willing to make a decision, not for you. But what do you get at the end of this? You're respected, you have job security, you have executive presence, you can advance, you have fulfillment. You can be the quickly sought after and trusted choice for any team, project leadership, promotion, or hire. You confidently project a profound identity, your signature strengths, your value proposition, your personal mission, your executive presence, and your measurable key accomplishments. You make more money. You maneuver the politics, bureaucracy, personal agendas, cynicism of any corporate setting with grace and with strength. And you stop wasting time on busy work like hiring resume writers, getting another degree, going to conferences, relying on self-help books, ruminating, browsing jobs, boards, blaming and complaining. You finally start doing the most important work more efficiently. You're the must-have in any situation, not just the okay person. You have self-control in your life choices, eating, exercise, sleep, relationships. No more snacking down your disappointments. You move from the past stigmas and stereotypes of too old, too young, too nothing. You are in your zone of genius. You let go of needing to be right because you're getting it right. Now, there are two ways to work with me with this program. One is in the circle, and the other way is to additionally be a private client of mine. And if you are in the personal coaching program with me, I will also be available to you every single day through email. You can email me any question, any challenge you're having at work, you want me to look at your resume, you want me to look at anything, I'm happy to do that. That's part of the personal coaching part of this program if you opt for that option. I look forward to getting to know you as part of the circle. Just go over to maryleegannon.com, click on coaching, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, leader, and welcome to episode 62 of the Still Space podcast, Holding a Hand for the First Time. Dad, we are nearing the anniversary of the death of my father, it was six years ago in August, and a Facebook memory brought up a passage that I wrote the week that he was dying, and I'm going to share that with you today. And I'm sharing it for all of my listeners who have lost someone that they love, that think about the person that they love that is no longer with you and are walking the journey of grief, which is not a destination, which is a passage. I became familiar with grief when my children's father died when they were all in middle school and high school. And it was a really difficult, devastating time for them. They had already weathered a difficult divorce, and then their father became ill, a father who they loved, and passed away. 
And so I became acutely interested in how can I help my children through the grief process. And we entered a grief program called The Caring Place, sponsored by Highmark. It was a six or eight week program. And we came to understand grief and the passage of grief and how Grief is not a destination. It's a journey along the way. There will be highs and lows, but the real magic is in that every day will be different and no devastating feeling will go on forever. But you do revisit grief. Something can trigger grief. And I think that what we all learned in the process was to give ourselves grace, to be kind to ourselves in the process, and to know that feelings change, they evolve, and if we avoid them, we're doing ourselves no service because they're lying under the surface just hurting us because they need to be felt and released. So this was 2017, my father had cancer for a long time. And my husband and I had planned a trip to go away. And he told us, Mary Lee, I want you to go. He said, I do not want you staying here, missing anything. And it reminds me of a recent wedding I attended. And the day after the wedding, the groom's father had a heart attack and he told the groom the same thing. I want you to go on this honeymoon. Do not stay back from your honeymoon for me. That's not what I want. So my husband and I went on this vacation and we came home. It was almost like I felt he waited for us to come home. So we came home from the vacation and I was very familiar with his care because I had been deeply involved in his care. I work in a hospital. I arranged for his doctors and his treatments and, you know, things had gone really well. So I was acutely aware of his condition and that he was dying. He was on hospice care in our house, the house that I grew up in. And I went over one night and I remember it like it was yesterday. I knew that my dad liked jazz music. So I had gone on to my phone and found a playlist that I thought that he would appreciate. He loved Johnny Mathis, and we used to listen to Johnny Mathis albums when I was a little girl in the living room. And so I sat there with him on the living room couch and we and he became very still and very quiet and listened to Johnny Mathis with me and i knew he loved it because he was perfectly silent and still listening intensely to every line every note of the song and it was so sweet just the two of us we were holding hands and yes It is difficult for me to go back and remember this memory, but it's also an honor and a privilege to revisit that moment because for me, what we were doing 
were two souls standing still in time, sharing something that we both loved in the moment. He knew he was dying. I knew he was dying. My mother sat across from us in a chair in the room. She knew he was dying. Yet in that moment, all there was was Johnny Mathis singing Chances Are. And the three of us, holding hands, listening, remembering, and loving. Just loving. And it was enough. Nobody felt that they had to fix anything or doubted if we had done everything we needed to or if something would have been different, if we could have done things differently. We were just present with each other, stillly, silently, witnessing in the moment something we all appreciated. And I felt so moved by the experience that I wrote about it. And this is what I wrote in 2017. Last night, I held a hand for the first time. Indeed, throughout my life, I have held many hands, extending myself to help, reaching for comfort, joining in an act of love. But last night, I held the hand of a man who knows he is dying, and it felt like we were the only two people in the world. My father is the epitome of grace, leadership, and strength. At the end of his life, all of these qualities still stand in spite of a failing body. I coach and train on mindfulness, the silent virtues of which spoke out loud and clear in that moment. As he drifted off to sleep, I stroked his hand, frail yet periodically gripping mine in a I know you are there and I'm glad you are way. Through the open window, I heard children playing as the sun set and a street light turned on. Here was the hand that held mine in this house when I was sick, the hand that always was there for me no matter what I needed, the hand that now I was profoundly honored to hold as dearly as I will hold that memory all of my life. I was absolutely certain in that moment that if I had not practiced a mindful life, I could very easily have pulled away. It is excruciating to watch someone you love suffer their skin dry and cracked, their face grimacing, their breathing laborious. I could feel fear tugging at my heart, fear for his pain, fear for my own vulnerability in losing him, feeling alone or this same thing happening to me one day. Yet I leaned in closer to him, 
Because the intimacy of being there for each other did nothing but ease both of our pain and profoundly unite us as one. And that was everything. Now today, as I look back on that passage, I am reminded at how difficult and uncomfortable and painful and onerous it is to process disturbingly difficult emotions. But the art of doing it is what sets us free because if we can't be with a difficult emotion, it continues to resurface in ugly ways because we didn't know how to do it, to let go of it. So I remember my dad. Sometimes it brings a tear to my eye. Sometimes it makes me laugh. Sometimes I have regret. Sometimes I'm angry about things. But I know that in the moment where it was most difficult, I and he were there for each other, experiencing the pain of difficult emotions associated with death and loss, and that we will always have that connection. That connection lives on in me every single day. I have a picture of him right on my office credenza. And I walk in the morning and I say, Hi, Dad, how you doing? Because love doesn't die with death. Death just changes the context of the relationship. It doesn't erase love. It can't do that. You still love someone if you don't see them every day. You know them well enough to know what they would say in certain circumstances. My father was somebody who turned off the lights when he would leave the room. Every time I leave a room and turn off the lights to save electricity, I think of him. Oh, daddy turning off the lights. So we keep people alive in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls by allowing ourselves to process all of the feelings associated with any unresolved issues, the resolved issues, the moments that we're grateful for, the moments that we missed, and forgiving ourselves, not expecting ourselves to make everything perfect all the time. That grace is what sets us free. And today I'm sending especially peaceful thoughts to all the dads, to all the children who are missing their dads, to all people who are like dads, to single dads, to single moms whose children's father is not in the picture, and vice versa the single dads whose mother is not in the picture, people who miss their moms and dads, and especially to my dad in heaven. No matter what was going on in my life, I always knew that my dad loved me and always had my back. He wasn't perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. I still feel that even though he's not here today, that we have our connection. And I'm wishing you 
that connection as well with anyone that you're missing. Their legacy lives on in what you learned from them, in all the people that they've left behind with their strength or their faith or their courage, leadership, willingness to help others, compassion, the ability to accept what is in the moment, their value of family. That was my father's biggest value. Family is everything, he would always tell us. That consistency in your character is part of the people who have touched you. And the fact that they're gone doesn't mean that that legacy doesn't live on. Again, in you. I learned love and to always do the right thing from my dad. I'm grateful, dad, that you live on in me. And I miss you. And for those of you who listen and follow me that are missing someone, know that you are embraced today by the collective love of the universe and especially by me appreciating every wonderful thing that you shared with that special person, even though they're gone, allowing those memories to be full and brilliant and special to you today, tomorrow, and always. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me.